What's your mom? A working mom. And what did she write? The working the mom. The working mom blueprint. blueprint. And what should they do? Go buy, buy it today. The Working Mom Blueprint is now available wherever books are sold. Go grab it for yourself, for a friend, for a sister, for a colleague, so we can help working moms, all moms, to thrive, not just survive on their motherhood journey. Mm Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Dr. Whitney, and today I am reading from chapter seven of the Working Mom Blueprint Winning at Parenting Without Losing Yourself, Choosing Childcare Options. And the reason that I'm reading from this today is because I know it is a topic that is near and dear to all of our hearts that childcare really matters. Choosing childcare options. When we treat children's play as seriously as it deserves, we're helping them feel the joy that's to be found in the creative spirit. It's the things we play with and the people who help us play that make a great difference in our lives. Fred Rogers. Choosing a childcare option can be an overwhelming process. You want to find the perfect option for your child and your family. I understand. I did too. The people who will care for your child will strongly influence the way your kids grow up and see the world around them. And for that reason, choosing a childcare option is one of the most important decisions you will make for your family. Deciding on a childcare option that works best for you and your family is highly personal and depends ultimately on your individual needs and situation. It's one type of care better than another. If you look to clickbait articles like are children in daycare more aggressive than their peers or do kids raised by nannies really turn out okay, you'll likely be confused. Where's the truth? It lies somewhere in the middle. Our best evidence for the effect of childcare on social, emotional, An intellectual development comes from a longitudinal study by the Eunice Kennedy Shriver National Institute of Child Health and Human Development. The study followed kids from a diverse background in a variety of care settings for 15 years starting in 1991. The study found that, not surprisingly, the kind of care a child receives, nanny care, child care, preschool, parent, or other, is not the most important. What matters most? The child's environment when not in care. Children raised in warm, responsive, appropriately stimulating home settings did best, no matter where they spent their days. There were some nuanced findings that deserve mention. When children were in childcare center or preschool center settings, the quality of those center programs mattered immensely. High quality settings, including those with high ratios of a well-trained adult to child, were associated with better social, language, and cognitive developmental outcomes. The amount of time spent in non-parental care influenced outcomes too, as did the child's age when he or she first entered care, though not to the same degree. 
Kids who spent more than 30 hours a week in non-parental care settings had statistically higher levels of behavioral problems, including aggression and lack of cooperation, than did their counterparts, who had fewer hours in these settings. Children younger than three years were less likely to experience stress when they were cared for at home, whereas those at high-quality preschools with well-trained staff after the age of three had the best outcomes. Again, though, a warm, supportive family environment was an overriding factor, and a high-quality childcare setting with loving, invested staff outside the home was better than a bored or stressed parent or an uninventive nanny at home. As you decide on what form of childcare best fits your family's needs, you'll find positive and negative scenarios for each. There just isn't a best kind of childcare. Your decision will be based on a number of benefits and drawbacks, budgets and must-haves, and in the end, priorities and what feels best. Here are some strategies for deciding which kind of care aligns best with your needs and deciding on a specific provider or care center. Childcare centers. When you begin the process of finding a childcare center for your child, it's a great idea to talk with other parents in your area and do your homework with your local childcare resource and referral agency, or CCRNR. They compare childcare centers based on the same objective criteria called quality rating and improvement systems. You can find your local CCRNR at www.childcareaware.org. Find recommendations from other parents in your neighborhood who also have children and are in your same situation. Depending on where you live, childcare centers may have a long waiting list. Do a little research while you're pregnant to make sure you reserve a spot on a place that you're interested in. Here are some important things to look for in a childcare center. Look for childcare centers that share your goals for your kids as they grow. You want a provider that is going to teach your children important messages about forming healthy relationships and contributing to society and that help build resilience. Centers that share these goals are especially attuned to these areas of focus. They have a strong understanding of general child development, but pay attention to each child's individual needs. They provide a safe and clean environment where the children they serve can learn in age-appropriate ways. They focus on language and building communication and social skills on the basis of positive behavior management. They work alongside parents as a team. Childcare centers can provide amazing benefits for many families. First and foremost, high-quality centers are physically designed specifically for kids, and the curriculum they follow is also specifically designed to promote learning. The benefit of a childcare center is that it is not dependent on one caregiver's availability day-to-day. Even if one teacher is sick or takes an unexpected leave, your child will still have dependable care. Childcare centers are also a place where children and their parents can develop strong communities, and you will find they can be a source of friendship, not just for the kids who attend, but also for their parents. The caregivers can learn from each other and from ongoing education efforts. The best centers are social, boisterous places where children enjoy very joyful, stimulating activities with their peers. Employer-based on-site childcare centers can be especially convenient for drop-off and pick-up, and also for lunchtime nursing sessions or quick drop-ins to cuddle a little one. Working mom Mariana beamed at her son's six-month appointment. I love being able to run over for a lunchtime breastfeeding session. Since my work as a childcare next to my office, I feel like I have the best of all worlds. I can check up on Sam whenever I want to. We go to work together. He's just a hop, skip, and jump away from me at all times. Some aspects of childcare centers can be stressful for families. The vibe of a classroom is dependent on a well-trained teacher managing many children for hours. If a teacher's skills aren't up to par and the classroom can be chaotic, that can be stressful for sensitive children or for those who are particularly sensitive. Centers generally require specific hours for drop-off and pickup. For many parents, getting up and out the door in the morning with infants and toddlers in tow can feel stressful and rushed. 
Centers generally assign your child based on their age to a classroom, which gives parents less choice when it comes to the specific person who will spend the most time with your child. One major source of stress to any father or mother thinking about childcare is the increased risk of illness. A child in childcare will be exposed to more germs daily than a child in a one-on-one or nanny share setting, just because of the sheer number of other children she's around. Yes, over time, that can contribute to a stronger immune system, but for some families, it can mean a world of hurt every winter. Every child is different. Some kids seem to skate by without a cold or rash, but unfortunately for others, it can be a reoccurring theme. For the first year of Aiden's life, I thought maybe there was something wrong with him, said working mom Josie. He had constant colds. He was home more than at childcare. I started thinking his immune system was weaker than everybody else's. Even though a nanny or smaller in-home setting can seem more expensive on the surface, you should factor in all the scenarios. Consider your cost-benefit childcare analysis for potential sick days if your child is in a group setting. As a working mother, especially in my profession, it's not impossible to take a day off, but it is a huge inconvenience to my patients and to my business partners. I look for ways to avoid my kids catching major illnesses in the first place so that I don't have to miss work. Not all the statistics on childcare center-related illnesses are negative, though. One study published in Pediatrics by researchers from the Netherlands in 2016 showed that being in childcare as an infant increased the risk that a child developed acute gastroenteritis, aka a stomach bug in the first year after birth, but also found that childcare was a protective factor until at least age six. In fact, the kids who went to childcare before one year of age had more gastroenteritis later, but fewer illnesses than their non-childcare counterparts as they got older. Rates of gastroenteritis seemed to even out by age six, which is as far as the study went. A 2014 study by the same scientists found a similar trend in upper respiratory infections and ear infections. Kids who went to childcare in their first year after birth had more ear infections and upper respiratory infections in their early years, but fewer later on. Once Aiden got through that first year, it was like he developed a coat of armor, working mom Josie said. In the end, I wasn't happy about missing work in those first 12 months, but I found it wasn't nearly as big a deal as he got older. Plus, I learned a lot about common colds during that time. Now I feel like I'm a pro. I'm not nearly so scared when he does, rarely, get sick. You know how, like in high school, you could join different clubs depending on your interests or things people were into? I wasn't really that much of a club person when I was younger, but these days it feels like having a tribe of other working moms around me is so, so valuable. And it's hard to do in real life because we're all scattered and busy and have our separate lives. We have designed the Modern Mamas Club to be that club, that tribe, that support network for you. And we didn't want it just to be about what are the ways we can help you to be an awesome professional or what are the ways we can help you to be an awesome mom, but also what are the ways we can help you to remember who you are as an individual person? Voila, welcome. The Modern Mamas Club is on the scene. It's a community of mamas to support you, 24 access to our video library, live events, workshops, hangouts, relatable mom rooms and discussions, and a resource library and recommendations from yours truly, Dr. Whitney. Go check it out at modernmommydoc.com. I'm going to pause and tell you that in the book, there are then four pages of charts 
that go through choosing a child care center, what are the maximum child staff ratios you should look for, maximum group sizes, special considerations for children of different ages, and then special factors you should consider when you're choosing a child care center. Working mom, Karen, told me, I could tell from the moment I walked in that Mariel's child care was the right choice. There was art everywhere. The teachers all greeted her with smiling faces. On the tour, I heard singing and laughing. I just knew in my gut it was the best place for her. Nanny care. Nannies provide individualized care in a home setting, allowing flexibility for those with inconsistent or non-traditional work schedules and when kids get sick. Without the hustle of dressing, feeding, and transporting kids to a center or another person's home, having a nanny can reduce stress for parents throughout the week. Nannies can provide a wide array of opportunities and experiences for the children they care for that are specifically tailored to the temperaments and interests of those kids. The best nannies care deeply about making one-on-one connections with their kids and exposing them to myriad diverse play-based opportunities. Working mom Laurel said, I don't think I could do my job without a nanny. I can't get to a childcare pickup by 6 p.m. I don't want to have to worry about being late if I have an afternoon meeting that runs over. The downside, nannies can be expensive, especially when you have only one child. Once you have a second child who also needs care while you work, childcare and nanny costs can be less discrepant. If a nanny is not inventive or doesn't have a lot of motivation, kids may not do much learning or exploring at all. Kids with nannies can be more socially isolated unless the caregiver actively seeks out opportunities for play dates and classes, which can cost even more. If a nanny quits unexpectedly or is sick herself, scrambling for backup care can be daunting, especially if children are tightly bonded with only them. Likewise, if a nanny doesn't meet your expectations or doesn't fit your needs over time, it can be tough to make a clean break without affecting your kids emotionally. Working mom Michelle said, I felt like I was letting a family member go. Deciding to move to childcare after three years with our nanny was one of the toughest decisions I've had to make as a new mom. She'd become like a sister to me. Sure, we kept some type of relationship with her once we moved on, but I didn't think it would be so hard. We both cried. Finding a great nanny can be more nuanced than finding a childcare center given the personal nature of hiring one. Unless they're listed with a professional nanny company, few have personal websites or even resumes that speak fully to their wealth of experience and caregiving style. Don't be lulled into thinking hiring through a professional nanny company is the only way to find reliable, qualified candidates, though. Friends, family, coworkers, and local social media mom groups are often great sources for initial nanny referrals. Be sure all candidates have thorough background checks, verified CPR and first aid training, health insurance, and ongoing training. On caregiver search sites specifically designed for finding care, they'll make it easy for you to narrow down your top contenders. They'll allow you to create a profile and a job posting where you can then filter through applicants and set up in-person interviews. From there, you can sign up for a paid trial during which the caregiver cares for your child for just an hour or so while you're still in the house, so you can make sure you're comfortable. Here's the secret though. It's not about where, it's about how. It doesn't matter what site you use or what friend makes an initial suggestion. It matters what process you go through to attract, evaluate, and ultimately decide on your final hire. Here are my top four strategies for finding an amazing caregiver. Focus on the details. Be thorough and specific as you outline your needs. Make sure you've covered all the things that really matter to you as you create your job description so that the standard of applicant is raised from the get-go. You don't attract people who aren't a good fit. This is my exact job post when I was looking. My husband and I are currently pregnant with our first baby and are due with our little girl mid-October. I will have about three months off work and then we'll go back. We're looking for a great nanny to care for our little one at our home on those days I work. We need someone sporadically starting in October and consistently starting in January. 
in mid-October to mid-January, it would be for babysitting to get to know us and her so I can get a break someday and so I could fill in at my work some days if I needed before I officially go back. We could work out what would work for your schedule, but we don't have specific guaranteed hours in mind. Starting mid-January, it would be part-time guaranteed two days per week, the days I'm working, which are Tuesday and Friday, plus whatever works for both parties for extra babysitting or extra days, etc. We're looking for someone who could for sure commit to working with us until our daughter is one, but possibly for longer, depending on our needs plus your needs. Stay serious. Present yourself in a way that attracts the person you want working for you. Get a contract together so you look professional. Delineate vacation and sick day expectations, salary, work hours, and household duties. Online childcare search sites such as care.com and sittercity.com will have free downloadable templates you can use as a jumping off point. Refine your contract according to your individual needs. Plan ahead. My nanny told me that when she saw my job posting, she was really impressed because I posted it about three months before I had my baby. I didn't need regular care for six months from the time of the job posting. She said she loved that. However, if you're about to have your baby and you're just now trying to find care, please try to stay calm. All is not lost. She explained to me, if you are a really serious nanny and you're looking for a transition, you don't just try to find a position two weeks ahead of time. You look four to six months ahead. Similarly, if you're searching for childcare centers, expect high demand sites to have long waiting lists. Start your search as early as possible. Be choosy. Feel free to weed out those who don't quite measure up. This is your kid we're talking about. You want a caregiver you feel great about. Filter out applicants who don't present themselves professionally by having spelling or grammatical errors, who don't have the quality of experience you're looking for or who don't fit your style. If you start your search early, you're more likely to allow enough time to find a good pool of applicants from which to choose. Sometimes when you meet someone in person, it becomes even clear that the person is right or wrong for you. Use your gut to make your final decision. Check multiple references. When someone said, I know this is a big deal and I can tell you that reservation, you will be so happy you chose her. She's like family at this point. I knew I'd found a winner. Stay real. It's important to know the things you really want from a caregiver. Start to make a list of your checkbox items. To me, what was really important, for example, was that my caregiver was certified in CPR. That was a must. Here are the five characteristics that I found on the top of my list. Intuitive. I wanted someone who was intuitive and confident. In my experience, this comes only from real experience. As a pediatrician, once you've seen 100 ear infections, you can spot one a mile away. The same hard-earned confidence goes for caregivers. If someone has more than 10 years experience, quote unquote, on her resume, but it means occasionally babysitting a neighbor, it doesn't count as much as someone who has cared for four families over the course of five to 10 years with children ranging in ages from infancy to 15 years. People like that probably know their stuff. Working mom Meredith told me, Madison was the best nanny. You could just tell she was a pro. She showed up to the trial run for my kids with an art project. I figured I should try to win them over on day one, was her explanation. I mean, trustworthy. I wanted someone who was trustworthy. When we had our in-person interview with our nanny, I told her I was looking for someone who could call me for anything, but who felt comfortable in most situations, so that the person wouldn't need to unless it was a real emergency. It turns out that was what our nanny was looking for too. She told me that one of the main reasons she chose us was because she knew she wouldn't be micromanaged all day long on things she knew a lot about. She presented herself as a professional and expected to be treated in the same way. She, of course, defers to my direction if needed, but because she's so trustworthy and confident, I hardly ever feel the need to redirect. Loving. I wanted someone who would deeply love my kids. 
I think sometimes this can be one of the most daunting aspects of this whole search. But the reality is, when you're searching for someone to care for your children regularly, it matters that they are loved during that time. Of course, in a way that keeps your kids safe and that has appropriate boundaries. Not just watched. You can never be completely sure how people will care for your child. You can tell a lot from the way they talk about prior children they've cared for. When you ask potential caregivers about their prior experience, listen carefully. My nanny spoke warmly about each of her past jobs. I could tell the children she took care of were like family to her as I heard her thoughtfully recount some of her best memories with them. The way she described her experiences gave a clue as to the way she felt about each of those relationships. Her references verified that family vibe, specifically mentioning how they included her in special celebrations and sometimes even family vacations. Working mom Lisa said, we took our nanny everywhere with us because she was an extension of our nuclear family. I learned so much from her early on that I realized I could be prideful about the fact I was the mom, or I could decide I was one lucky mommy to have her around and just lean into her experience and presence. When I did that, life got easier. As a mom, this takes a little bit of letting go. It means that your children will form a relationship with someone who is not you. They might one day call your nanny mom or dad inadvertently, or that it might sometimes feel as if they love your nanny more than they love you. I feel your pain. Your children might very well come to love their caregiver, and that would be the best case scenario in the end. When I finally put aside my pride, I didn't let that sabotage my nanny search efforts. I was more successful. Knowledgeable. I wanted someone who had a solid understanding of child development. I knew that eventually my nanny would be the one to discipline my kids during the day. At first, it would be all roses and sunshine while they were cute and cuddly. But if I was in this for the long haul, which I was, there would come a time when she would be handling tantrums and timeouts. I wanted her to be comfortable with this and for it to be second nature to her. Let me be clear. This does not mean a caregiver has to take official courses in child development. It also doesn't necessarily mean that a caregiver can quote experts in the field of behavioral management. Can you? It means that caregivers can walk through what they would do if in a tricky situation with their child. With the explanation making you say, that is perfectly okay with me, or even, wow, I would have never thought of that. That's a genius idea. Working mom Shelly told me in the clinic, I can't believe how helpful it is to have another problem solver in my house. I love that I can brainstorm how to deal with my son's tantrums with a person who deals with them on a daily basis, just like I do. A good fit. I wanted someone I actually liked. This is so important. You really have to make sure that the person you hire is someone you would be okay spending time with, or even better, would want to spend time with. Caregivers don't need you to be their best friend, but odds are you will develop a friendship with them as you share the responsibility of raising your kids together. If you are irritated by your caregiver half the time, the odds of all this working out will start to wear on you. Spend time in your interview asking a bit about your potential employee so you have a good sense of the person you're inviting into your home. If this checker option is something you'd like to look into, create a list of questions you would ask a potential caregiver. In the book, we have an entire nanny sample questionnaire that follows. Family child care. Sharing care with another family or a few families you trust can be a smart way to reap the social benefits of a child care center while maintaining a home-like environment for your child. Official family child care must adhere to specific licensing standards similar to, but not the same as larger child care centers do, and should follow safety guidelines. However, because there are generally fewer children and one or two dedicated teachers, turnover is less of an issue, and your child's circle of contact with other children is smaller, which theoretically means less exposure to illness. In-home childcare and nanny shares can also provide more flexibility throughout the day on the basis of individual children's needs and desires. 
Parents also enjoy widening their friendship base with other families who attend, and children who spend their days together in these settings often become fast friends. Working mom Helen said, I like that I'm not in a big childcare center, but that she's not just one-on-one. Now that we have friends we would have never had, friends that hopefully will last throughout her childhood, or at least through kindergarten. There are drawbacks to in-home centers just like for any other setting. If one child in the mix requires more attention or has special circumstances, an in-home care center may not have the resources or staff to address their needs while providing quality learning opportunities to other students. Limited staff also may mean that if one child or caregiver gets sick, you're back on duty and need to take time off work. The curriculum provided may not be as robust or varied as in a larger childcare setting. Finally, if the caregiver's own child is part of the share or in the home, your child may not be fully prioritized in the case of illness or day-to-day attention. If you're considering an in-home setup, make sure to tour every area where your child receives care to ensure cleanliness and safety. The diapering and food preparation location should be distinct and separate. Ask tough questions like you would when considering a larger daycare. How do children spend their days? What are the specific policies on illness, feeding, and parent involvement? Is there a backup provider in case of caregiver illness? How are parents informed about how a child fares throughout the day? If you're not satisfied, how much notice do you have to give to resign from care? Make sure you meet all other families involved and are in alignment about expectations and goals. One working mom I met in clinic told me she didn't take the step and regretted it after a few months into the arrangement. The other families in our family child care center didn't have the same needs as ours. Eventually we had to move on. But if I'd known that ahead of time, it would have really influenced my decision-making. Family and friends. Sometimes a large network of friends and family can come in handy when you need someone to care for your kids. Whether it's for a dinner date or a yoga class, you can get some time for yourself. You have a family member whom you can really trust. That person would be a wonderful caregiver to your children. And sometimes that free care, because it's an reduced cost, can come in handy. Working mom Maria said, I loved having my mom as my daughter's primary caretaker. I always felt close to my parents and I really enjoyed spending time with her granddaughter. Because he had the extra time and resources I didn't at that stage of the game, she enjoyed all kinds of experiences I would have never been able to offer her midweek, if at all. Lunch at the park, playdates with friends, they did it all because they could and they wanted to. Sure, we had our moments, but on the whole, it was a blessing. The downside to this arrangement? Unfortunately, sometimes these arrangements can get complicated because you're relying on them to do the things the way you want. There's no formal employer-employee relationship. The family member's philosophy may be entirely different than your own. Yes, even if that family member is a parent who raised you. Sometimes addressing concerns about daily schedules or approaches to your child's misbehavior with a friend or family member can be tricky, depending on your relationship with that person. Are you the type of person who will be able to handle someone's criticisms about your child's idiosyncrasies? Will it feel personal if someone questions your parenting style? Can you handle hearing about more screen time than you'd normally allow, missed naps for the sake of errands, or snacks that aren't on your preferred list? Involving friends and family means setting specific expectations for your needs and your child's needs, keeping lines of communication open, and developing a pretty thick skin. It also means deciding when you'll let the chips fall where they may, as long as there are no major safety violations, if things aren't to your exact specifications, and when you'll be most concerned about holding others to your standards on the issues you care most about, or being humble enough to realize your way wasn't best after all. Paid caregivers will also vary in their willingness or ability to meet your expectations, but it's a little easier when dealing with an employee because you are paying employees. If it doesn't work out, you can usually end or alter your relationship with significantly less traumatic fallout. If the caregiving prowess or style doesn't quite measure up, you can choose to find someone new without the emotional considerations that come with personal relationship negotiations.
On the flip side, it can be difficult for friends and family to understand or respect your boundaries or your parenting style. Sometimes you have to make a hard decision. Is it worth it financially to muddy the friendship and family waters? And if it is, will you be able to let go of the smaller things that irk you? Working mom Rima said, my parents were just so old school. I didn't realize how rigid they would be with my twins. And when I tried to talk to them about it, they said I could find another situation if I couldn't let them be in charge when they watched them. In the end, we made a switch. The most important caregiver consideration. All childcare choices are extremely personal. What might work for one family may not work for another. The best option may even vary from child to child within a family. From my experiences with families, my top picks are nannies, family members, and income childcare settings for kids younger than three years. Once kids reach preschool age, the need for structure and social skill development outweighs the home care aspect. At that point, a mix of preschool and sitter nanny is my top choice. Of course, budget often comes into play and traditional childcare settings with quality, reliable caregivers are a great option too. I care most about quality care settings, options that provide a safe space where kids can build deep one-on-one connections with their caregivers and peers, and that is a place where kids do not get sick frequently. Very important for all working parents. The program or person also needs to provide the level of flexibility you need. Finally, you want the adults caring for your child to have the same parenting goals and values you do backed by a working knowledge of the core principles of successful caregiving. This could be in the care of a childcare center, an in-home childcare setting, a nanny, a nanny share, a friend, or a relative. The setting is less important than the atmosphere, structure, and people there. Focus on finding experienced quality providers. Like most things in life, what really matters when it comes to childcare is that you feel comfortable and confident with your choice. The exact location or setup, childcare center, nanny share, in-home childcare, nanny care, or family care matters less. Just make sure you find quality caregivers who share your goals and values and consider each member of your caregiving team just that, an important part of your child's village, but not more important than what happens when your child is at home with you. Family environment trumps all. Finding care can be stressful, but it's also very exciting. You're building your village. You're hiring the person who will be there for your kids alongside you, nurturing, guiding, and caring for the person or people you love best. You'll find amazing people waiting in the wings to work with you. Will you contemplate the best option for you and your family? You can take a look in the book, if you purchase it or get it from the library or borrow it from a friend, at the child care option comparison chart to help you make your decision. That was chapter seven, choosing childcare options from the working mom blueprint, winning at parenting without losing yourself until next time. Hey mama, if you want more of the modern mommy doc podcast, make sure that you click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag modern mommy doc. If you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast, we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well. Thanks for listening.